0: Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20,
1: stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs
0: Kingdom. Stays on his feet, and he whistles one complete for a
1: first down to Alonzo Russell. Good snap, good place. The kick is up. It is long enough, and it is a Missouri winner. The thicker kicker connects. I had no doubt. He's nails in practice. he had been nails all day.
0: Woo! That was Le'Veon Bell's rap. Why? <laughs> because we're going to the Super Bowl for the second straight year. And what better way to celebrate than listening to your own players rap? I'm joined by Connor
1: as always. Connor, your initial thoughts on Le'Veon Bell's rap. I love how you picked the player on the team that ramps uh, that didn't even play. <laughs> you know we have two of them, and one of them actually played well today, and the other didn't. And you picked the one that didn't play. Yes. <laughs> Interesting decision.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well. Anyways, <laughs> I might play Bashad Breeland's rap for the outro. Um. We had the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Buffalo Bills 38 to 24 to advance to the Super Bowl to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this game honestly was pretty pretty smooth uh, outside of the little nine nothing run that scared us uh, at the beginning. It was it was almost looking like a replay um of the AFC divisional round last year with the Texans. It was like, oh no, here we go. Disasters. McCole Hardman fumbles on the kick returns. It, you know what? Um let's just start with that. Uh, can we get McCole Hardman off special teams? I think I think that once and for all uh lost Hardman his spot on special teams because um I they had been playing with fire all year long, continuing to throw him back there. I don't he never really showed anything to me. And then today he has a costly mistake. Um right down there, like, around the one-yard line that let the Bills take a lead at the beginning. So, I don't know about you, Connor, but I'm pretty sure you agree with me. uh, Get McCole's ass off special teams.
1: He's a liability. You know, like, occasionally he'll have a decent return, but when you give a touchdown to the other team, dude, you're trash. Get off the field. Like, I've said it before, you know, a lot of times uh, people uh, will say, you know, it's kind of the... Uh, couch quarterback you know like oh I could do better than that well I legitimately think that we would have a better average starting field position if I was the starting return man because I would just fair catch it every time and that's something that I've said a lot about McColl and my main problem with him was always starting field position but now where in when he needs to fair catch it, he tries to take it out and gives the touchdown to the opponent that's an even bigger problem
0: yeah I just don't I don't understand why they continue to back there. I think Pringle should have had that spot. Um, I think he should handle returns and kickoffs. Uh, hopefully that's not too big of a load for him uh, with Watkins. I think coming back for the Super Bowl. I'm not sure, um, but I, I think he'll be back for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's crazy to say that, and I'm just going to start uh, with saying this. I know we started, I say started, we already started with something else, but I just want to say that, it's and I said this to you, Connor, but it just hit me like a couple of days ago. Like the Chiefs are playing for a second straight Super Bowl. Like I didn't even think I would see one Chiefs Super Bowl in my lifetime, let alone two straight appearances and at least one win. Um, regardless of what happens in this year's Super Bowl, like it's a great time to be a Chiefs fan.
1: Only if we win.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: dude. I I don't think I can take losing to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But yeah, dude, it's wild to even be here.
0: Yeah, it, it's crazy. And we'll get up or we'll get into kind of previewing a little bit of the matchup, but let's just uh, go over the game. So um, I'll start with the offense. Mahomes was fantastic. 29 to 38 for 325 and three touchdowns. And um, i Let's give credit to our skills players today. Uh, McCall Hardman, despite his terrible fumble on returns, had a really nice run for 50 yards. That set up one of us, our scoring drives. Tyree Kill, nine receptions for 172 yards. Travis, Kelty, Travis Kelsey, excuse me, 13 catches for 118 yards and two touchdowns. That's crazy production out of our skills position players.
1: I mean <laughs> – I feel like it's kind of to be expected. You know, I've said before that I fully believe that Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek is the greatest offensive trio in the history of the game. And, you know, McColl McColl got burned bad, so he had to make up for his miscue that we mentioned earlier. So, of course, he had to ball out.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Daryl the Barrel what i now call him
1: you're really pushing that aren't you
0: yes uh 13 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown looked very very solid and i call him Daryl the barrel because all the dude does is get first downs and fall forward i love him and honestly as a huge levy on bell stand it pains me to say this but i think Daryl williams is probably our best running back and um Yes, even over Clyde. Clyde had six carries today, and I know it was his first game back from injury. He had six carries for only seven yards, a one point two yard per carry average. He did have the touchdown credit there, but um, Daryl, to me, like fans love to talk about how you know the run blocking's terrible, and yeah, I agree. Our run blocking not great, but it seems like the other running backs on our roster, including Daryl, Le'Veon, and Spurts. Darwin Thompson week 17 if you really want to throw that in there. Um they look great. Um even despite our bad run blocking per se, while Clyde still continues to not really move the needle too much for me. And I could I might sound like a hater. I, a lot of people are not fans of my stance on Clyde, but I just feel like to me he hasn't been that impressive. And when you have guys like Daryl the Barrel on our roster absolutely killing it with what he has to work with, I kind of get concerned.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, people just like Clyde because he's the first round draft pick. You know, you want to assume that uh, they're doing the right thing with the first round draft pick. That's why they like Clark because Clark was the big ticket acquisition. But if you look at the just film you know it's clear that Clyde is painfully average that's the best way I can describe him and Daryl is very clearly just as good if not better so it was a waste of a first rounder but hey if we win the Super Bowl I don't know how much of a waste was it I guess
0: yeah no that's what I always say is like when you can talk about overpaying for guys like Clark you can talk about reaching for guys like Clyde but as long as you're still winning the Super Bowl it doesn't really matter but I still you know I can still be critical of the moves so yeah I mean that's that's the fun of being a fan and having debates and stuff like that I mean I just Clyde is not all that impressive to me uh now um you know the jury's still out on him for me like if we get a very improved online next year and Clyde has still a similar year, um, then I'm going to be like, well, what'd you really spend the first round pick on then? But we'll see. Uh, uh, he's got a big game ahead of him, um, to try and prove me wrong. So, um, and that, and that goes for everyone on roster, um, except for Frank Clark, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, I wanted to shout out Byron Pringle again, because, uh, he had a really nice catch. Uh, he had three catches for 22 yards, which seems small, but he seemed to come up clutch. And he's someone that, again, was never very high on, but he just seems to be very good in his role, and he always steps up when asked to.
1: I felt like the entire team today, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I we, me and you kind of predicted that, like, you know, it would be the same as every Chiefs game. They start out slow, which they did start out slow. But then um, they take a sizable lead, then let the Bills back in. Then they have to, like, go out and get a couple first downs, some Mahomes magic, and the game's over. Now, Um the Chiefs did start out slow and then they took a sizable lead but after they took the sizable lead they made the lead even bigger and never looked back and you know i said that you know i i i had doubts that this team truly could flip a switch like everyone says they can i i i wasn't sure if that was a real thing or if they truly were just having a tough time against these mediocre opponents but i saw it in the cleveland browns game like i saw the potential there before mahomes went down but this time we got mahomes for a whole game and Boy, was it good. We scored 38 points in a playoff game. um, And Mahomes goes for over 303 touchdowns. And I got to say, the play calling from Andy Reid in this game was really good, too.
1: If we're being real, we could have scored more easily. Uh We really took our foot off the gas late. So if we needed to score more, we always could. So that's nice to know.
0: Which I was fine with, considering the injuries from this game. Now... One of the big ones, and I'll start this since it's on the offense. Eric Fisher goes down with an... oh no, <laughs> oh, <my> God! I <laughs> Eric I Fisher. Don't care. Eric Fisher goes down with an Achilles injury.
1: Oh and no, our garbage tackle isn't going to play in the Super Bowl. What are we going to do
0: now? As everyone knows, Connor is one of Fisher's biggest haters, so he doesn't mind too much personally. How I feel is Fisher sucks. He, he's very very streaky Um, not as streaky as Irving was where his like bad streaks are really bad well actually you could argue that it's debatable I don't know anyways what I'm going to say is I am confident Mike Remmers can step in and fill that left tackle spot effectively especially with two weeks of preparation now what I'm worried about is the translation
1: for the audience (laughs) go ahead translation for the audience uh, he's agreeing with me. He's just being nice about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fisher sucks there. There you go. That's what everyone <laughs> everyone wanted to Much better. But, don't, uh, don't beat around the bush. The concern now would be the right side of the line because actually hold on. Fisher sucks. Okay. Because listen, I, people are like, look, they went undefeated last year with him. They're 21 or 26 and one over that time span with Fisher wins are not a left tackle stat let me start off with that secondly uh fisher was like bottom 3 this year in blown pass blocks um like well over 30 uh, so I just want to throw that in there, uh, stat from sports info solutions. Um, you can get it from there and look at it for yourself. I'm dead serious. Anyways, um, I'm not worried about the left side. Now I'm worried about the right side because Remers was already the backup to Schwartz, who was on the right. Now we had the backup to the backup on the right, which I think will be Andrew Wiley. And we saw that in. We saw uh, a Remmers-Wiley lineup uh, in that game against the Saints when Fisher was out with a back injury, and it was kind of rough, but this, the Bucks pass rush, it hasn't been as good as the Saints pass rush this year, so that's at least something going for us. But we still won that game, too. So, I, yeah, it, it sucks that we have to improvise a little bit, but I'm not worried at all.
1: Well, um, what we saw today with the Buccaneers and uh, Packers is uh, Rogers got pressured a lot from the tackle. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it was JPP was working on Billy Turner and Shaq Barrett was working on Rick Wagner. Yeah. And both of them really got worked all day. And I don't know about you, but I feel more comfortable with Mike Remmers protecting – Mahomes blindside than Eric Fisher and I think that Mahomes is going to get the ball off quicker than Rodgers did uh especially with him knowing hey my backup uh, tackles are out there uh so he's uh, it's going to be in the back of his mind that he needs to get the ball off quick so you know, well and it's it'll be okay. It's harder for someone like
0: Rodgers, who's had the luxury to stand back in the pocket and have all day to throw all year long, and then to just all of a sudden have pressure coming from both your sides the entire game. Mahomes has had to deal with that crap all year. I mean, he's being pressured on 20.6% of his dropbacks. Aaron Rodgers faced the lowest pressure rate in the league, so it's not like this is nothing Mahomes has ever seen before.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, oh, and the Super Bowl last year. Nick Bosa worked Fisher all night. Yeah, Nick Bosa was harassing Mahomes all night. So, I mean, I feel like it's more or less going to be business as usual for Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Just, oh, uh, he's going to have the mentality of, oh, I don't have any time. At par for the course.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can totally agree with that. I, I, there's not much that needs to be said about the offense. I thought they had an overall fantastic game. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, is there anything else do you want to add to the offensive portion of the game?
1: Uh, Hopefully they look better when Sammy and Le'Veon finally come back.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. I love uh, the fact that Sammy is coming back and Le'Veon, and I think Le'Veon will – Definitely want to show out in the Super Bowl. And same with Watkins, of course, uh, who should probably be healed up. And the thing is, is if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't think we had Watkins for that Buccaneers game. I could be wrong. That might have been his first game back, or he might not have played. Uh, I would have to look. But if he didn't, that's good news for us because that means we can uh, get out more looks that we didn't have since we didn't have Watkins in that game, meaning... Tate he did play in
1: that
0: game okay he did uh well then that throws out what i was gonna say but i was gonna say that uh that would mean that we can put out more looks that the buccaneers wouldn't be able to go back and watch from our uh i think it was what was it like week 10 or something like that they wouldn't be able to go back and watch that matchup because that's not i mean sammy didn't play but you get my point doesn't matter uh defense i thought you know, I said for this game that what needed to happen for the Bills to win is Josh Allen has to have a really really good game. And what do you know? Josh Allen didn't have a great game. Uh he did have 88 yards rushing, which is impressive, but um you know, that's expected. Um Josh Allen had to have a good day throwing the ball. He didn't. Uh he was he only completed 50% of his passes, uh 28 of 48, 287 yards, uh two touchdowns, but the interception, an ugly one as well. Um and he, there was plenty more that honestly could have been picked off that entire game. I know. I think Sneed got his hands on one. Thornhill got his hands on one. Even Ward got his hands on what could have been a pick. So not a very good day for Josh Allen.
1: Uh, you're not going to address the elephant in the room? No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I mean, um, Ward has brick hands, but other than that, the secondary was great.
0: Um, I guess. Okay. So you, are you, you are referring to the Sneed injury, right? Are you referring to Oh no, that's
1: not at all what I was referring to.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure. It just popped in my mind. I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now, since I just brought it up. Legere Sneed, uh, he had the concussion towards the end of the game. Um, it didn't look. I mean, as far as concussions go, he looked fine. He just looked really shaken up. Just kind of got his bell rung, which you know happens because he had fallen to the ground after jumping for a potential interception. Um, but I mean, he'll have this entire week, next week off, and then he'll have the week leading up to the Super Bowl. He should be fine. I I expect him to pass concussion protocol. But at that point, um, you know, we had a pretty big lead on the Bills, so they probably just played it safe with Snead anyways. Uh, once he entered concussion protocol, they're like yeah, we're pulling him out. So I think he'll be fine. But, um, pass rush. Um, you know, I, the pass rush, I thought Chris Jones did a fantastic job today. Um, Anthony Hitchens was our leading tackler. We blitzed a lot. got pressure on Josh Allen, uh, Ligeria Sneed need even had a sack today. I would like to point out luxurious need postseason sacks to Frank Clark half. The reason I say half coverage sack. That's right. Oh wait, he's listed as having two sacks. Did he did he have another one in garbage time? I don't know. But
1: No, he didn't.
0: Uh, what? He,
1: that doesn't make any sense. There's no way he had two.
0: Yeah, this one lists him as having two, so I'm not sure. Anyways, um see Frank Clark getting sacked today now kind of ruins my narrative that playoff Frank Clark was a complete no-show. Um but I'm willing, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm willing to bet he had a relatively low win rate for this game. um, and he also got destroyed on one of allen's big runs, uh, I remember, but <sighs> Frank Clark man, I Frank Clark would have to have like a seven sack, like he said, like a seven sack dT type performance in the Super Bowl for me to take anything back that I've said about him all year long and really the past two years. but, you know, even at this point, like, even if he does that, like, I might just still hate him, dude. Like, you know, both of us, we kind of dislike Traverius Ward. But if Traverius Ward had a lockdown performance in the Super Bowl, I might absolve everything I said about Traverius Ward, Um, if that makes sense. But Frank Clark, he might be too far gone at this point.
1: Well, it'd be one thing if Frank Clark was, like, playing on the salary that Taco Charlton's on. Yeah. But he's not. Yeah. Uh, But he poured confetti on himself after the game, so he's so funny and relatable and likable. Uh, God, Uh, I hate him.
0: uh, He's such a waste of money. I really wish we had allocated the funds better.
1: Whatever, we're in the Super Bowl. We can deal with that later.
0: Yeah, like I said... uh, We can talk, we'll definitely talk about it over the offseason, I'm sure. But, like I said, like as long as you're winning the Super Bowl, it really doesn't matter. But I'm still, you know, frustrated. It's okay to be frustrated. But yeah, I mean, the defense did a really good job today. I mean, they held the Bills to 363 total yards of offense. Um, They had 129 rushing yards, but you have to take into account the fact that 75% of those rushing yards came from Josh Allen. And I mean, they kept him to five of 14 on third down, which is really good. And I will say one of the things that our defense did today, which I think will kind of go untalked about is our defense did a good enough job to where Sean McDermott and the bills were scared to go for touchdowns and settled for field goals at points where the game could have been made a one possession lead, like especially going into half there, uh, they went for three instead of seven and ended up making it a uh, what was it, 20 or no, 20 to 21, 12. That's right. That easily could have been 21, 16. And then that's looking like a lot closer game. You don't know what happens after that. The defense did a great job, you know, keeping the bills on their toes, I thought.
1: And I mean, that's going to be really good next week. Like one of the things you brought up was, uh, I think you said five for 14 on third down or something. Yeah. Uh, Watching the Packers bucks game, you know, the Packers, held the Bucks on first and second, but they would always give up third down. And the fact that we have a good third down defense, that's going to be huge. And what was the most important part of the uh, defense's game? Every play, somebody's blitzing. You don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it's Danny. Maybe it's Tyron. Maybe it's Chris off the edge for some reason. But there's always going to be someone in the quarterback's face. And when you're facing a 43-year-old statue – it's going to be very very helpful
0: see brady has not been good this year when he oh. actually gets pressured <laughs> yeah or at all really but um uh the thing the thing we have going for us we may have the best trio of defensive back blitzing defense and, ah gosh i cannot talk blitzing defensive backs in the league dirty dan always been a good blitzer tired matthew one of the best blitzers out of the safety position in the last decade and Lejarius Sneed, who has come on amazingly the last several weeks of the season and on um blitzing the quarterback. I mean, he has like four sacks this year now, which is I mean, there's some rotational defensive linemen in the league that would kill for those numbers.
1: <laughs> Frank Clark.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think we we should be and the defensive line play, um, you know. I think the Bucs have – I mean, would you say they have a comparable offensive line to the Bills?
1: I think they have. Uh, the Bucks have uh, – they have two really good linemen, but the rest is kind of meh. So I'd say the Bucks' line is definitely better than the Bills. But, I mean, if you're blitzing with a safety, I don't see what the line really has to do with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, I see if you can get pressure with four, that's really good. But, um, you know, if we have to blitz, we have to blitz, which is fine. I mean, the blitz is very effective today. It's not like Tom Brady is Tom Brady. hasn't been good this postseason. He hasn't. I mean, let's Over not any postseason let's not forget yeah okay yeah to throw
1: that out there yes and
0: like i was <laughs> telling you earlier today the 2018 afc championship game people are getting brady had a horrible game right before overtime he had a horrible game his qbr was in like the low 60s uh he only had like 160 yards he had an interception maybe two i mean he was bad in that
1: game and got lucky he, um, was,
0: he was bad in the super bowl
1: Tom Brady is the only, like, quote-unquote legendary quarterback whose stats get worse when he goes into the postseason. You hear about all these quarterbacks who are playoff chokers like Peyton, Aaron, or Drew, but their numbers get better when you go into the postseason. And then you hear about how fantastic Tom Brady is in the postseason, and his numbers get worse. So, not my goat.
0: Let's not forget this team had to win... A dogfight over the Washington football team.
1: Oh, yeah. They beat a team without a name and a fourth string quarterback. Ta- he Taylor doing? Heineke, job, Tommy. he almost pulled off the upset. The backup XFL quarterback. He wasn't even a starter in the XFL, and Tommy almost lost to him.
0: I mean, he had, Tom Brady had what, three interceptions in this Green Bay game, right?
1: This is the second time that he's thrown three interceptions in a conference championship, and he's won both of them. That's not a reflection of how good he is. That's a reflection of how good his team is.
0: Yeah, if he pulls crap like that in the Super Bowl, the Bucks are not winning. I mean, there's just no way. You know this offense is going to capitalize off at least one of those turnovers.
1: And uh, I feel like, you know, who on that Bucks team really has Super Bowl experience? Brady, Gronk, that's about it. It's a whole different ballgame. The Chiefs were really lucky in the fact that their first Super Bowl appearance with this core was against the Niners, who I think their only Super Bowl uh, veteran was, like, Richard Sherman. Yeah. Uh, So our guys have been there, done that. It's business as usual for them. But, you know, the lights are so much brighter, and, you know, it's just so much bigger. And we've seen a lot of these coaches and players choke, and I could see Bruce Arians or some of the Bucks players easily choking.
0: Has I, I think one player you might be excluding from the Buccaneers group of players that have Super Bowl experience, and I could be wrong on this, and honestly it's not that big of a deal, but I'm just curious. Was Jason pierre Paul on any of those Giants Super Bowl winning teams? Because I know he was on the Giants. Uh,
1: I think he might have been on the 2011 one. Yeah. but. I don't know. He has three fingers. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is if he was, there's a pretty good chance Spags coached him and probably knows a lot of his tendencies and that sort of thing, which never hurts to have on the staff. But, And that's another thing. Steve Spagnuolo, undefeated against Brady in the Super Bowl, knows how to stop him. I think that was one of the big reasons we brought him in. Didn't end up needing him for the postseason to bring his knowledge about Brady. But, you know, that's something we have to fall back on Is Spags is known to draw up schemes to stop this guy.
1: Well, yeah, I don't understand why it's so complicated stopping Tom Brady, because all you have to do to be Brady is you have... What Tom does is Tom hangs in the pocket and takes what you give him. And rinse and repeat until he wins a Super Bowl. And Spags uh, is like, okay, old man, you want to play that game? I'm going to send, I don't know, who's who is the, who is the safety on the Giants that he used to blitz? I don't know. I'm going to send, I'm just going to say Tyron Matthew. I'm going to send Tyron Matthew into the box and he's going to light you up like a Christmas tree so you're not going to be able to hang in there and go through your progressions. And uh, that's what you do to be Brady. You make him uncomfortable. Look at what happened when uh, Super Bowl 51. The Falcons harassed Brady the entire first half, and in the second half, they kept throwing incompletions, giving him the ball back, pass rush didn't get there, Brady came back and won the game. All you have to do is harass the old man and make him uncomfortable, and you win the game. It's not hard. Well,
0: and guess who else uh, we have that can blitz pretty damn well that we'll probably be getting back for the Super Bowl?
1: Snead, I assume.
0: No. Well, that yeah, that would make sense since he got hurt this game. But Willie Gay.
1: Yeah, uh, you were talking about it earlier before we started recording. I don't know how it's going to feel for his first postseason game to be this uh, Super Bowl. but yeah.
0: yeah, and that also makes me question how much Spags will be comfortable using him. Because, I mean, like what you have, uh, what you've had so far to work with, you know, the typical Neiman, Hitchens, Wilson, like, I mean, it's not like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I feel like that may uh keep Spags from giving Willie a chance. But I, I think he'll definitely play. I mean, let's let's be honest. Anytime you can get Neiman out of the game, it helps.
1: Super Bowl MVP Neiman.
0: No, never.
1: Pick also six on Tommy.
0: I'm wondering, can uh LDT uh Lucas Niang and Damian Williams by any chance opt back in for this game?
1: I wish, dude, that'd be really helpful.
0: (laughs) I know. I would love to get some second opinions from them now, like if they were offered to come back, if they would accept it, although none of them are probably in Super Bowl shape, but it's fun to think about. Um, Yeah, I mean, this matchup, another thing that will be interesting is how the Buccaneers defend Travis Kelsey, who's on a complete tear, and uh, Tyreek Hill, who... had a career day against Carlton Davis last time. Uh, Like he had like nine catches for 260 yards and like three touchdowns. And then they let their foot off the gas. Right. And I mean, they Tyreek easily could have had like the receiving record for that game, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Tyreek was just so dominant that game. And I mean, I feel like it's going to be more or less business as usual. And I think that's the mentality that at least the core members of the Chiefs have. You know, we're the best team in the NFL and we're going to kick the crap out of anyone who stands in our way. You know, you were at me or you were at me. You were with me at the parade when Tyreek said, we're going to be right back here next year. I don't want to hear any excuses. We're going to be right back here. uh, So cancel any plans that you have. And... I believe that we are going to be right back there. Yeah. Oh God,
0: voice crack. Uh, Yeah. I got that
1: swagger.
0: Yeah. And even if they don't have a parade due to some COVID stuff or whatever, which there's a good chance that might happen. I don't give a damn. I'm coming down there. We're going to have our own parade starting at one arrowhead drive. Everyone be there.
1: All 12 (laughs) of our viewers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, I wanted to say though, so. I listen to a lot of podcasts outside of ours, go figure, right? Um, But one I listen to a lot is the Bill Simmons podcast. And um, he had an episode this past week uh, previewing the championship games with Peter Schrager. And one thing Peter Schrager noted about the Buccaneers, and Peter Schrager says a lot of off-the-wall stuff, but for the most part, he's a pretty respected uh, voice around the league, right? But he said um, that... The Buccaneers' defense, while is it's very talented, uh, makes a lot of mistakes. Like they're very, and they have an edge to them that sometimes hurts them, like getting unnecessary penalties and stuff like that. And they're just a very rambunctious group. I mean, a lot of those guys are under 25 years old. You know, Antoine Winfield, Carlton Davis, all those guys. Um, it's a very it's it's a group that can easily be exposed if they're not ready.
1: Oh, yeah, and especially given the fact that we have, uh, like I said, the best offensive trio ever, the greatest tight end of all time, and um, I think this secondary is kind of bad outside of uh, what Antoine Winfield Jr. is the only, like, good player, and, you know, the lights are going to be brighter than anything any of these players have ever experienced. Meanwhile, for... Tyreek and Travis it's just going to be business as usual you know they've been here they're going to go do it again so I think we're definitely going to score a lot of points
0: yeah I mean I'm unusually comfortable uh I I have a good feeling about this game which you know I couldn't really say in the past and I kind of felt that way today too uh heading into the Bills game which it's just that it really speaks to uh how great this team really is and I think this will be, you know, we already have a week or we already have a game uh, to go off of from when we played the Bucks earlier this season. Like, we have tape to go off of uh, Spags and company to, uh, you know, play a good game against Brady, have a good game plan, so I'm not worried about that. Really, what the difference in this game will be is the Bucks' D-line versus our very beat-up offensive line. We only have one remaining starter from the year on the offensive line, and that is... Um, or maybe it's two. I, I depending on how you feel about Ryder and uh Kilgore. But I mean, point is our offensive line is very beat up. I think the offensive line will be fine. Yeah, I the Bucks will probably get pressure in this game. Like you can probably put money down on that. They will. But you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, and I know that's a lame answer to give, but it's it's true. I mean, this team will be fine. I'm I, I think Chiefs fans will have a good time watching this game.
1: We better win, dude.
0: Well, if that we don't, is. if we don't, the podcast is over, canceled, done. Everyone will have to move, move on. on. <laughs> yeah, move on. Um, that's really all I have to say. I don't. Know, is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Oh, um, it literally came out as we were recording. I don't know if you saw it, but my sports update tweeted hashtag Chiefs defensive end on if he has a message for Tom Brady. I don't have anything to say to him. I'll see his ass on Sunday at the Super Bowl. Well, Frank, um, I hate to break it to you, but uh, the Super Bowl isn't on Sunday. It's the Sunday after next Sunday. And uh, I don't think he'll be seeing you at all, buddy, because uh, you're trash. Yeah, so shut the hell up and let the good players do the talking. They should drug test him. What an idiot, dude. And he's going to be going up against Tristan Wirfs. Like he couldn't do anything against Kendall Lamb last week. You he think he's doing anything against Tristan? Stop Ford. dude,
0: you ruined it. He was supposed to be the unnamed left tackle.
1: Um, my bad.
0: <laughs> and he also got flattened by Makai Beckton of the Jets earlier this year too. And so Clark has not had a great year against rookie left tackles. he's, he's
1: just trash, dude.
0: He can't be saying that stuff. I remember sending you the tweet last year when you said something about, like, we're sending Derrick Henry's ass home early or something, and I was like, oh, no.
1: And then Chris Jones had to back it
0: up. He's all barking no bite. Sounds like the perfect Jaguar this offseason.
1: <laughs> Dude, Frank Clark would have been such a good member of Saxonville.
0: I know. Well, and he wouldn't be the one getting
1: any of the sacks, though. But, um. He- you yeah. get like Ramsey saying, we're going to go to the Super Bowl and we going to win that bitch," And then they lose to Tom Brady in the conference championship because the refs <laughs> ref said Miles Jack was down. Wow. Oh, God. It seems Tom
0: like him. so long ago. Well. I know, dude. Anything else you want to add?
1: No. Nope, uh, I hate Tom Brady and I hope we kick the crap out of him. Well, without further ado but i would never hate you when i was on my the they never
0: we had the best rapping duo in the league ah <laughs> uh. Bashad honestly speaking, like Le'Veon's like I can listen to like if I like if you're like, okay, you only have this like I if you could I don't know, so if you offered me a million dollars, let's say, but I could only listen to Le'Veon Bell's song for the rest of my life as far as music goes, I mean I could take that, you know, but Bashaw Breeland, God. I mean, lay off the auto-tune, dude. <laughs> oh my god.
1: It's better than a whole lot of money.
0: Huh, yeah. <laughs> Should we have a rap battle, uh, session uh, between the Bucks rappers and the Cheese rappers?
1: Oh, please no. <laughs> Dude, uh, a whole lot of money is so bad. It's
0: mesmerizingly bad, like I said. Like it's just like you know it's bad, but every once in a while you find yourself looking it up just so you can hear the whole lot of money, whole lot of just a just a I, I don't even know how to explain it.
1: It's funny how, like, a uh, few months before that video came out, he tweeted, no more white women, and then the background of his video is just a <laughs> yeah. bunch of white women. Yeah,
0: just all of them. Oh, yeah. goodness, A.B. Well, is A.B. going to be a factor in the Super Bowl? I don't know. Well, I guess that remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, uh, actually, this time, anything else we need to add? Uh, nope.
1: I don't think
0: so. All right. Well, uh, I was thinking of, for a second there about playing a whole lot of money to end the podcast, but I think I've given you guys Please enough no. trash wrap
1: today. So
0: that's all for today. Uh, make sure to check out www.showmefootball.com for more. But that's it, guys. Peace.